This is a podcast by The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. Now, as at the beginning of March, when this podcast was recorded, Gold prices were easing after strong performances in the past few sessions, as Russian and Ukrainian officials began ceasefire talks and Western countries ramped up sanctions against Moscow, dampening the demand for safe haven assets. Gold's often used as a hedge against inflation and as a means of preserving wealth during times of financial and political uncertainty, and it can offer returns that are higher than your initial investment over time. So how much do geopolitical tensions affect this historic safe haven asset? How much of your portfolio should gold encompass? And how do you navigate such volatility to safeguard your wealth and even have it grow? For more insights, we speak to Robin Lee, CEO and co-founder of Hello Gold. Robin, thanks for your time. Uh, Thank you for having me, Harry. Robin, let's start with Warren Buffett. He's never been really keen on gold as an investment. Why is he wrong, you think? Well, uh, Warren Buffett is a fantastic investor with a tremendous track record, but I do believe that he is wrong when it comes to gold. One of his biggest quotes is, you know, gold is a way of going long on fear. And actually, there's nothing wrong with fear. It's part of our primal instinct as human beings. It's not silly to be fearful. And in fact, you know, Warren Buffett provides an incredibly well-known product for all of us, at least in, in America to help people manage their fear, and that is insurance, right? Why do we have health insurance? Why do we have car insurance or life insurance? Do we really think that we don't need any of those things in our lives? And the reason is, as you all know, is that we have all these insurance policies because we worry about getting sick, getting into a car accident, or dying prematurely before all our issues are settled before time. And so for me, gold is like an insurance product for our investment portfolio. If you think about the investment portfolio that you and I have, you know, it's the one thing that we have that we pour all our precious hard-earned cash into in the hope that at some point in time down the track, it'll do well. But it's the one thing that actually very few of us have by way of insurance, which is kind of weird, right? This thing that we set aside all the time hoping that it'll do well, and yet we don't provide any insurance against that. And for me, gold is that insurance product. So it really is a safe haven asset, you reckon, not an investment? I mean, gold's always been seen as a risk diversifier and given what's been happening does that still hold true though well uh, this idea of safe haven for me is a very anglo-saxon capitalist concept (laughs) it's a very risk on risk off attitude towards life it's very binary and i see gold like an insurance product right if you only want insurance in your portfolio or in any aspect of your life at the point of when you need it it is too late you have insurance throughout the whole process. I mean, take health insurance as, as an example. You have insurance throughout the year, regardless of whether you feel healthy or you feel sick, precisely because you don't know when you're going to need it. So gold is more than just a safe haven asset where you go to when things get really, really nasty, right? And a risk on risk off attitude towards life. Gold is kind of, for me, something you need to have pervasive if you truly believe in portfolio theory. Okay, so then if we talk about the compromised state of economies now, the political uncertainty that's been happening, how much of gold's high liquidity status has been affected then? Well, if by liquidity you mean how much can a person or institution get in and out of a position in gold, and I look back into the 2008 crisis when the markets kind of crunched up and people couldn't get in and out of positions, particularly funds, 
then gold is arguably one of the most liquid assets you can get into in the world, right? From a market perspective, it is probably more liquid than most fixed income instruments. I can only think of US treasuries, German bonds, and Japanese JGBs that are arguably more liquid than gold. So, you know, gold in its pure form is incredibly liquid. And actually, you don't even need the markets to work. If you have physical gold bars, so long as it's not like, you know, one of those big bars, 400 ounce bars, you can go to your local jewelry shop and sell it. Yeah. But the thing is, though, gold also tends to lose its shine, Robin, when economies recover and stabilize. So how much should, say, we allocate to gold, really, given gold stability and perhaps comparatively less than stellar returns, if you will? Yes, absolutely right. Um, gold will have its cycles, its bull and bear cycles, like every other asset class. And therein lies one of its inherent attractions in my mind. Right? If you go back to my insurance analogy, when your portfolio is doing well, when your private banker or your wealth advisor is telling you which shares to buy, which funds to get into, which themes to invest in, and markets are operating under normal market conditions, then gold is typically, in my mind, asymmetric to the rest of the portfolio. And you still have it there. And, and it's okay because just like an insurance product, when times are good, you're happy. Your portfolio is doing well because markets are operating normally. But as markets tend to a situation where they're crunching up, whether it's a crisis, whether it is geopolitical, inflationary, economic, or, or currency-driven, then gold typically does well and becomes negatively correlated. One of the big challenges that people face in real life is that their diversified portfolios, which is supposed to give them a diversified risk-return profile, have tended to be positively correlated when markets crunch up. And the greatest example of this was 2008, when suddenly all the asset classes in a diversified portfolio all started moving one way. And gold was the only one that was negatively correlated at the tail end of the distribution curve. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. We're speaking to Robin Lee, CEO and co-founder of Hello Gold. Robin, it's interesting though, because I think historical analysis suggests that gold has reacted positively to tail events linked to, say, geopolitics and despite price volatility, tend to keep those gains in the months following the initial event. So safe to say this flight to safety benefits gold, yes? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. But and I was reading just this afternoon at some market analysts talking about the flight to safety that you're seeing today in the situation in Europe. And they believe that any flight to safety is typically a short-lived, and that's absolutely correct. But it is more than just a geopolitical risk that people have to think about when they're looking at their portfolio. They're looking at all kinds of things. And I come back to my insurance analogy. There is room for an insurance play, if you will, in that portfolio. Statistically, studies have shown that if you have a little bit of gold in your portfolio, you're able to take on a little bit more risk, which is potentially counterintuitive. Mm. But statistically, that, that is what the studies have shown. So Robin, when you say have a little bit of gold in your portfolio, do you mean gold, gold, or maybe gold ETFs, maybe other sorts of investments like certs, maybe gold-related stocks or the physical metal? Well, um, given the audience who are typically sophisticated investors, uh, and they will likely have access to gold ETFs uh, and any number of gold ETFs, the largest of which is GLD, which is actually co-listed out of Singapore as well. So actually, a, a pure play gold ETF would give them exposure. 
However, for the less sophisticated investor, the man street, you know, for him, maybe a, a physical gold accumulation plan and maybe a more appropriate product because then affordability does not come into play. Uh, you can slice and dice how much uh, you want to put into gold. When it comes to like gold-related stocks, uh, mining equities and such like, I mean, there is a room to play, and that typically, in my mind, should be thematic rather than a strategic hold in gold from a portfolio perspective. But within that whole universe of mining equities, my personal favorite are the streaming companies because that gives you a more pure financial leverage play on gold rather than a overall leverage play on gold, which is both operational as well as financial. Putting aside the equities and bonds, though, should gold, say, complement additional buffers such as commodities, alternative investments like cryptocurrency, dun, 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 or by itself, is it enough to balance an equities bond portfolio, you think, Robin? I think if you know, someone's looking for a pure hedge for their investment portfolio, I think gold is enough. And this is partly driven by what you see in terms of portfolios, either central banks, sovereign wealth funds, or pension funds. They typically have gold in their portfolio and not a lot else as a hedge. Having said that, you know, I, I do see a value in commodities and alternatives because I think they definitely pose interesting thematic plays from time to time that will drive performance pure alpha, if you will, in the portfolio. And in that sense, you know, there is a role for both commodities and alternatives, but I don't think you need them if you want to just have a pure hedge in your portfolio. So should we also then factor in other precious metals? when making investment decisions or recalibrating our portfolios during this challenging time? Well, interestingly, as far as I know, in most central banks, and we assume that central banks are the biggest holders of gold and the biggest holders of assets, central banks, own wealth funds, they typically only hold gold. They very rarely hold other precious metals. Having said that, just like commodities uh, can prove an interesting thematic player, I do believe that there is a role for precious metals from a thematic investment perspective. Does a sustainability perspective have a place in investing in gold, you think, Robin? What do you make of the world's first carbon-neutral gold ETF? I think ESG is going to be increasingly important for all of us over time. So I think any investment opportunity that looks towards that potentially has a big role to play in the future. But I think in the short run, gold will have a, a role regardless of whether it's sustainably mined or not, because you can't charge a premium on sustainably mined gold versus non-sustainably mined gold. You don't have that dislocation in the marketplace, at least not just yet. There's only one price for gold. So with regard to gold at the risk of oversimplification, Robin, in or out? Oh, I'm definitely in. And I think most people who are keen on making sure their portfolios have mitigation features in place for what I believe will be a very bumpy ride over the next two or three years, notwithstanding what's happening in Europe, whether it's inflation, whether it is the endemic. I, th I think there is a clear role for gold to play as we try to make money in a very uncertain market. When and why, if in? Well, I think when is you should already be in. Yesterday? Yesterday, <laughs> absolutely. And why? Because... From a fundamental standpoint, as for gold, there's huge reasons why I believe that gold has a long ways to go in terms of appreciation. From my portfolio management perspective, I think there's a clear role for gold, as I talked about earlier. Thanks so much for your insights and joining us today, Robin. Thank you very much. Robin Lee, CEO and co-founder of Hello Gold. 
That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.